everybody, we actually made another one of these. I didn't think we were going to. I, I thought we were just gonna ritual suicide, but somebody chickened out. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll have the courage. Maybe next time. This is the second episode of M-Class Podcast where we're gonna be talking about Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan. And You're, you might know this one as the one that everyone loves. The one that Josh has a very specific opinion about that he teased this with last I, time. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember anything I say. That's probably for the best. <laughs> so, before we get into talking about this movie, I'm sure everybody wants to know, how was your week, Josh? Oh, my week was horrible. Uh-oh. I sp- <laughs> I spilled wine in my keyboard, and now it doesn't work right. That just happened a minute ago. That that ruined my whole week. (laughs) Shit, retroactively screwed the whole week. (laughs) I mean, it was all right beside that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, like, watching anything or anything right now, so I'm kind of just, like... Watching Star Trek. Well, yeah, I watch Star Trek, but, like, I've seen Wrath of Khan probably, like, 50 times, so... But I watched it right before we did that, like like immediately after, or immediately before I got on here, it finished. So, uh, see, I've been watching Deep Space Nine still, and I guess yeah. I, I looked at Zootopia and thought about watching it for a second. <laughs> Is that on Netflix? Yeah, that's on Netflix now. <laughs> Fuck! Now I know what I'm doing tonight, man. Zootopia. <laughs> Fuck the rest of season one of Deep Space Nine. I'm going straight for Zootopia. Are you trying to catch up with me in Deep I'm, Space uh, Nine? <laughs> well, Mike and I are watching it. Uh, because he needs to, he's never seen it before. And he's he never seen Deep Space Nine? Yeah, which is crazy. What a casual. It's almost like never seeing uh, Battlestar Galactica. It's almost as crazy Whoa, as that. Whoa, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It's almost as egregious and unforgivable. There's, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with having not seen Battlestar Galactica, Well, Josh. you're watching Deep Space Nine right now, and you... Alright, here's... I don't know. You got a lot. You got a lot to watch because you've never seen Enterprise either. I've seen ten episodes of Enterprise. <laughs> the ten good ones. The, the they weren't ten good ones. So, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should watch. You should watch Battlestar um, after Deep Space Nine because Ronald D. Moore. Yeah, you've told me. You yeah. set out like a whole timeline of what I need to be watching. I'm like your fucking agent <laughs> when it comes to watching shit. He, he gives me a call first thing in the morning. Jeff, you watch Enterprise yet? You want Enterprise? You gotta go get on Enterprise. Come on, let's go, 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 go. It's like workout. You got. It's like I'm your, your fucking like uh, trainer. You know. All right, Jeff. Trainer. That's good for today. You're gonna have to go home watch ten episodes of Enterprise. Oh Come God. back tomorrow. That's ten hours. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey man, no pain, no gain. But but you'll see like when you watch uh, when you watch Battlestar like Kara Thrace, uh, Katie Sackhoff, who plays Starbuck, yeah, is like phenomenal. Like she's like un- incredible, and you'll see a lot of like oh this is what Kira is, but better. Kira gets uh, a, a, she goes a little too far every yeah. now and then. Yeah, with her pig-headedness. Well, that's that's all, all of Battlestar is basically everyone being like fuck it. So <laughs> that's the best way to keep the human race alive. Just yeah, go, they're just like fuck it, fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this show now, dude. It's great. I think I am gonna watch it before I watch Enterprise. That'll be bad for this show. Well, but I'm just we're gonna, not gonna stave- get to Enterprise for years anyway. So that's true. Yeah, I'm just, I want to stave off you hating Enterprise as long as possible because I know you're not gonna like it. I just 
I don't know, man. Captain Archer just runs me the wrong way. <laughs> what do you call him? Like Space Teddy Roosevelt or something? No, that was Rich. Our, our pal Rich called him that. I said he it's, should be wearing like a, a Make the Federation Great Again hat everywhere he he's goes. Sort of, he's sort of more like a a George Washington, but George Washington did own slaves, so... There you go. Y- you know. I, I mean... My- I guess my real problem with Enterprise, and it doesn't stem from what I watch, because I only watch ten episodes. How many mm. episodes did it take for the next generation to get into swing, you know? Yeah, I mean... So I didn't give it a chance. Yeah, Enterprise, uh, I don't know. It, my, my problem with it stems from the fact that I read a lot about uh, the history of the Federation and stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. Yeah, I love that shit. And uh, there's always a little footnote at the end of everything that in the show Enterprise, this part of history was rewritten so that Jonathan Archer was the focal point and changed the way that the Federation was founded uh, by being the best man ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of that. But it, I, I will say this, in my opinion, which means nothing. Your wrong opinion. My In my wrong opinion, which means nothing. Um... <laughs> They do a better job of tying the history into him. As, the history of the Federation, like, without him is kind of just like, and then this happened. But, like, it kind of gives them, like, a reason to do some of the stuff, you know? And I they never get that. to the good part. They never get to the war, which is what everyone wanted. And we never will have it, so. They got canceled before that. Yeah. They were, they were ramping up to it. There were episodes that were like, oh, this shit's happening now. But they were like, nope. I just remember reading, like, about the signing of the Federation Treaty between the four planets that formed the Federation. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's basically like they were all like, no, I'm not going to sign this stupid-ass treaty. And Jonathan Archer was like, really? Because it would be great if you did. And they were like, well, if Archer says so. <laughs> well, in the show, it, it's not quite like that. <laughs> it's a little more complicated, and there's a story involved, but okay. I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm just talking out of my ass at this point. I haven't seen it, so... Well, you got a long way to go. You got, like, four seasons of Battlestar, and there's, like, 24 episodes in each season, so... Jesus Christ. Maybe by the uh, time we actually talk about Enterprise on the podcast, I will have seen some of it. We should talk about that show on here, too. I would love the to Battlestar? do Battlestar? Yeah, we'll call That's it... That's not uh, Star Trek. It's... Look... Look, we might do like a little segment. Ronald D. Moore. <laughs> we should talk about anything that Ronald D. Moore does, except for uh, what's it called on fucking Showtime? That shitty show that he does now that my mom loves. Girls. <laughs> no, fucking what the? Oh my god, I can't type it on the keyboard. <laughs> Fuck. The one about the time-traveling chick who goes back to Scotland. God damn it. That sounds terrible. I don't it's know what that awful. is. It's books. It's been at... It's from... There are books. Sword of Shannara? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What are you typing on? I hear typing. I have another computer next to me. <laughs> Josh is more. sitting in the fucking command center. Dude, it looks like that here. <laughs> With just w- sticky wine everywhere now. Well... What the fuck? Wine was more important at the time. It was. Dude, he did lots of stuff. We could do like a little segment, like towards the end of every episode, where while I'm watching it, we can discuss whatever episode I was watching. How does that sound? I mean, we don't have to, but I think you're I mean, it'd want be fun. To, is what I'm saying. It'd be fun. It would be fun. That's all I care about with this podcast, whether it's fun or not. <laughs>
So far, it's been pretty good. Episode two is going great. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about the movie yet. Not we haven't. I'm deep into this. <laughs> we absolutely haven't. So we watched Star Trek. Outlander. Outlander. The name of the show is Outlander. <laughs> God damn it. Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, it was Outlander, everybody. It was Outlander. Um, we watched Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, which yeah. is, as Josh said, everybody's favorite Star Trek movie. It's, it's the Star Trek everyone thinks they know what Star Trek is based on. That's which is true. my hot take opinion about Uh-oh. this movie. It was written and <laughs> screenplayed by Jack B. Sowards, who also wrote the second season TNG episode Where Silence Has Lease. Which one is that one? It's the one with Nagilam, the giant space face. Oh, yeah. That murders people with his space mind. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It's one of the early season episodes that shows where the series is going. And it's <laughs> it's not just weird racial stereotypes that don't really make much sense. Yeah. They went with the giant space... They loved giant space things in that show for oh, a little man, while. Oh, man, they did. The they giant really space that crystal up. monster. The crystalline entity. The fucking... Uh, obviously, the, the space baby. The fucking... Yeah, the, like... Uh, sea urchin or whatever the fuck it is. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> The the big space manta ray, yeah, baby, yeah, which they bring back in that Deep Space Nine episode too. Oh, I don't think I've been there. Yeah, it's like the first season. They, is uh, it? Yeah, uh, it's when Vash comes back. Oh, you're with right. Q. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember it's, that. They sort of like we've talked about nod. that before. How they were desperate to connect. Uh, Deep Space Nine to TNG in yeah. some way. Yeah, they were like, oh, here's this character. Remember her? <laughs> and the audience at home was like, nope. What? No? <laughs> Vash? What, is she like, Indiana Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, she's the one Picard plugged. I remember yeah, she her. Fuck, yeah, he fucks her, yeah. I on Risa. that. Everybody fucks everybody on Risa. Mm-hmm. That's where the real beautiful future that we all should look forward to is, Risa. It's a fucking, like, sex pit. Yeah, you go there and you you purchase a small statue you and everyone Herod- will have sex Herodian, with you. Herod- what is it? Horogden or whatever they call it? Oh. Uh, Horgon. Horg- Horgoth? Horgon? Yeah, it's a Horgon. Yeah. Uh, it's, ironically, Horgon. It's, you don't want the whores gone when you use it. Yeah, you want... It's like, whores get in my fucking... <laughs> Apartment, hotel, whatever. <laughs> anyway, they just walk up to you and they're like, "Do you want a blowjob?" Like that's that planet. Like that's yeah, like that happened it's like, to Picard. Yeah, this She's lady like, went up and was. What do they call it? Uh, Jamahara or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want a Jamahara? And Picard's like, "What's that?" And she puts her finger in like uh, <laughs> her other fingers to make like the penis and vagina yeah, symbol. Yeah, she, and she like like takes it in and out real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Picard's like, what? He's like, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what that means. That's how he talks. Number one, what does that mean? What is she trying to say? <laughs> Let me call the Enterprise real quick. I just want to read my books, leave me alone. So that gives you an idea of where uh, Jack B. Sowards came from. <laughs> so the movie begins with... Um, yeah. I've actually forgotten the very first scene. The movie begins with maybe the greatest music ever. 
It's fucking awesome. That is an awesome soundtrack throughout the whole movie. Actually. It's like fucking exciting as shit, and you're like, this ain't your grandpappy Star Trek, motherfucker. <laughs> like, they get into it immediately. That's true. I guess it begins with uh, Chekhov and Terrell doing their, like, uh, space-faring, looking for the planet that can get terraformed thing. Is that? No, no, no. It's the Kobayashi Maru first. Oh, you're right. It starts out with the, the Kobayashi Maru test. Which is, the which is great. Like, this, like, I know, like, I wrote a bunch of notes down that got soaked in wine now. Um, <laughs> but, I, like, like Kobayashi Maru has become this sort of, like, Star Trek cliche now. Kind of like, yes. uh, Luke, I'm your father, or, like, I'll be back type yeah, lines, you know? it's like a no, people use it to mean the no-win scenario. Right. But, like, the beginning of this movie is so great, because they play with the idea of Star Trek. Like, they're on a set. In that world, like they're in a fake enterprise, right? Because it's a test. It's, it's a little you don't bit of like that. a meta-textual thing. That's pretty yes. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And like you think, like, oh shit, like everyone's dying, and Kirstie Alley's getting them all killed. <laughs> <laughs> and like that holds up. Like that shit's still great. Like that's yeah. a great beginning. I actually you know? have a note here that says the Kobayashi Maru no-win scenario is one of the most famous parts of Star Trek history, yeah. and we're introduced to it by Kirstie, Ar- Kirstie Alley, star of Look Who's Talking, <laughs> and Look Who's Talking Too with the dog that talks. <laughs> Those are her two most famous roles. I can't think of her in anything else besides this. I saw Look Who's Talking To in the movie theater because I'm 100 years old. Jesus, you keep giving away your age on this podcast. I mean, I was like seven when I went to see it, but... It came out almost 100 years ago. <laughs> 100 years ago today! <laughs> Look Who's Talking To storms into theaters! <laughs> Taking the United States of America by storm. <laughs> oh, I also noted that every Star Trek movie is like starring William Shatner, yeah. Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, and these other people. Whatever. Well, that's matter. that's like a big thing for like uh like guild, like the Actors Guild. Like they have to do that. Like their credits have to be in the beginning, and Paramount always does that which sort of sucks because yeah. like that really handcuffs you to like how you can like start your movie you gotta have this like so they do kind of like a cool one in this one and i think they they do another kind of cool one for generations with the wine bottle and the christening of the enterprise yeah. B. like yeah. that's kind of cool but we'll talk about that when we get there in 100 years <laughs> <laughs> or we may never get there maybe we'll die tonight who knows <laughs> Maybe this episode won't see the light of day. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, so it starts off with the Kobayashi Maru, and it's it's uh, it's so good that it's become stupid now because everyone can't have nice things anymore. Um, well, it gets used in um, a very inappropriate manner. It's talked about constantly in pretty much every... It's referenced in every thing that comes out now. Well, that's the problem when something gets like is so good that it becomes super well known that yeah. it can sort of transcend into the just let's just mention it to give ourselves that little bit of cred. Right. It's so it's almost like if in Star Wars they'd be like someone looks at the camera and says, Hey, remember Darth Vader? Oh wait, they did that in the trailer for the new one. <laughs> oh Josh. <laughs> that's Josh. He's a downer, he's a cynic, and he's real mad. That's my theme song now. Print it. <laughs> Shirt it. 
<laughs> that's our new thing. That's shirt the it. real catchphrase for this podcast. Put it on a shirt. Shirt it. Shirt it. <laughs> so, uh, Savick. Yeah. It, who is Spock's favorite ever. Yeah, and apparently. Gets preferential yeah. treatment in every way, shape, and form throughout this movie. Yeah. He's like, she's like Spock's, like, I don't know. Like, well, here's the thing. It goes with the theme of uh, children. This movie has a lot of... Man, the next one fucks that up with Spock and Savick, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't, sort of, because like, she kind of becomes the mother to him. We'll in, get to that. In a it, very weird way. Yeah, it's very... It's, uh, it's not... Three's, a, three's, a, three's an in-betweener. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk get about to it. it. We'll That'll be to the it. next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like she... She's like Spock's protege, sort of surrogate child, and uh, you find out later that Kirk has a child. And I always thought that the the blonde-haired kid, David, no, 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 Khan's uh, little guy, Khan's oh, second. Oh yeah, the guy that played Deathstalker. Yeah. Yes, I that always guy. thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought that he was maybe Khan's kid. Like yeah, that's never really said. That they might don't be something that happens that. in like a novel or something. Yeah, but he's like real upset when he dies. He says, "I'll avenge you." You know, he's all like fucking Ricardo yeah. Montalban, like crazy. <laughs> the rest of his crew's dead as shit, and he doesn't care. It's just yeah, this one guy. Yeah. yeah. So, so like you know, obviously the themes of like life and death and rebirth are like big in that this is this is when movies had themes to them um they don't do that shit anymore they just don't do that anymore so you should probably watch this one because it actually has like it's really good i wrote a note down um i think hold on let me go get it hold on fill time <laughs> oh shit uh actually i'm just over was, here i'm getting it <laughs> actually the movie was produced by robert salen and herb bennett and there's a story about or Harv Bennett, and there's a story uh-huh. about that Bennett recounts himself that he was called in front of a group, including uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Michael Eisner, yeah, and asked if he thought he could make a better film than the motion picture, uh-huh. which Bennett confessed he found really boring. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. uh, <laughs> Bennett said he could, and somebody else at the meeting who I don't I don't really know who he is, he said, "Can you make it for less than forty five fucking million dollars?" Yeah. And Which, Bennett said, where I come from, I can make five movies for that. Yeah. Like, $45 million <laughs> in 1981 money? Because it came nuts. out in 82. The motion picture had such a ballooned-ass cost behind it. They the had production pay, costs were astronomical. Yeah. yeah, they had to pay everybody. And out, somebody out has to deck. get blamed for that? Can yeah. you guess who got blamed for it? Shatner. No. Leonard Nimoy. No. Hitler. Gene, Gene, yeah. <laughs> No, Gene, Gene, Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry got blamed for it, even though he was just a producer. Why? Because they didn't want to listen to any of his input anymore. Oh. They blamed... They cut him off completely from actual production of the movie, movie and gave him, like, um, the title Executive Consultant. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can tell nothing. in this one. In this one, you can tell. Cause yeah. like, Apparently, this- the only person that even listened to him was Nichelle Nichols. <laughs> Nobody else would even talk to him for the most part. And every time they'd be like, "All right, we're gonna do this," he'd be like, "They wouldn't do that in Star Trek." They'd be like, "Sure, Grandpa." Yeah, Whatever. yeah. They, they, this, they definitely wanted this to be like. And this is this is the Star Trek action movie, right? Like this is. Yeah, this is the prototypical Star Trek action movie. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like 
nemesis action where no. they try to do like a John McClane action movie, like yeah, a Die Hard. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's Star Trek action, and that's yeah. why it works. It still keeps the Star Trek grounding. This movie is better than I think it deserves to be. <laughs> like, <laughs> what like, does that mean? Because there's there's some stuff in this movie where you're like, uh, like I don't I don't know like it. I think. The themes and the acting and the the writing, for the most part, make this a... I would say this is a, a great movie. Like, this is just yeah. a great 80s movie. This, this is, is a great, great movie. movie. Yeah. but I, I love this movie a lot. It has its faults. It does. But, but it, it transcends these faults to still be a really great movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're, they're nitpicky faults. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. They're, and I guess a lot of that stems from the fact that uh, most of the people that were working on the show on the movie had never seen an episode of the show before they were hired. Yeah, that's Which, that's a pretty well documented fact. That's, that's can you imagine? We're gonna make a Star Trek movie. What's Star? Well, I mean, J.J. Abrams never saw an episode of Star Trek either. He made two of them. So, but we'll get there. There's a um, that would be like hiring me to do a Battlestar Galactica movie. I would do that. I don't think you're, you're... I trust you more than I trust J.J. Abrams. Well, I haven't proved myself to be incompetent yet. I... Exactly. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, I think. Oh, my God, already? Already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll be back. Beyond the darkness, beyond the human evolution, is Khan, a genetically superior tyrant. Exiled to a barren planet, banished by a starship commander he is destined to destroy. Left for dead, he has survived. Alright, so let's talk about Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Let's do it. Let's we get had into just, it. We had just gotten past the Kobayashi Maru. Yes. So uh, after the Kobayashi Maru, they go back to uh, Kirk's house, which is like... It's an apartment, uh, but it's, it's, like a, it's like an orb. Yeah, it's like a 5,000 <laughs> gold press latinum a month apartment <laughs> in San Francisco uh, that nobody could own. He's got lots of shit in his house. He's, Old he's shit. a fan of antiques, we learn, yes. in this. Which uh, I don't I think ironic. had been established up until this point. No, no, I don't. I think because he's an old guy, and that's like an old guy thing, right? Yeah, old people love antiques. I love antiques. Oh, wait, I'm old. Uh-oh. Well, you do have a <laughs> closet full of antique clothing. I, I do. I've got I've got a, I have a lot of antiques in my house. I'm looking <laughs> at a lot of them right now. I'm, I'm a collector. Well, stop staring at the mirror and talk to me about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my favorite things about this is they... They immediately establish the triumvirate again, like the Bones, Kirk, Spock friendship. Yes. Like, that happens, like, instantly. And you're like, all right, I got it. It's a good Rule way to three. jump back in. There's, yeah. there's a weird, like, disconnect between this movie and the previous one. It's almost yeah. like the previous one didn't happen. It's almost like the previous one, like, happened and everyone had a fever or something. <laughs> And they were, like, delirious, and they didn't remember each other for, like, a little bit. You know? Yeah, well, they all come back together at the beginning of this, and it's, like, the big comeback. And they're finally yeah. back on the Enterprise or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they did the exact same thing in the last movie. 
Yeah, but now it's real. Now it's better. Now this is and actually is. really happening, and it's not yeah. just Kirk's fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things when they get um, on back on the Enterprise, uh, I think they're introducing people to Kirk, who's now an admiral, right? Yes. And, and he says, we've been through death and life together. He says it backwards uh, on purpose. Because that's we'll, the theme of the movie. Because we'll get to it later, why that happens. That is the theme of the movie. Speaking yes. of the scene where they uh, talk in Kirk's apartment, mm-hmm. Bones brings in 100% illegal hooch <laughs> and makes jokes about it. Well, he's southern, and that's fine. <laughs> that's just the kind shit. of guy he is. He's like, ah, I, am, I got this embargo-busting friend of mine that brings me like <laughs> the most illegal alcohol in the galaxy. And I love that Kirk takes a drink of it and looks like he's about to vomit everywhere. Dude, like, what kind of, like, what is it, like, 400% proof? Like, what could it possibly be? <laughs> it 200% just, proof is the most, and, like, that's, like, a thing we have. Like, we have that. If you leave it out in room temperature, it catches fire. That's how <laughs> alcoholic it is. The oxygen in the air sets fire to it. It's crazy. Bones gives him that classic line where he says, uh, you need to get back on a ship before you actually do grow old. Yeah. And that's also a big theme of the movie, that Kirk, without the Enterprise, is just going to grow old and die. Yeah, like, like, he'll just rot away. And, like, you kind of, you know, you kind of don't... Like, what was he doing for, like, the past couple years? Just, like, being a miserable shithead? Yeah, he's bitter around? as fuck throughout he's the like whole a, first part of this movie. Fucking asshole until he gets on the ship again. He's like, fuck these kids. Fuck them. I don't care about their education. <laughs> Send them out to die. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's just fucking miserable. He's kind of and that's <laughs> what he's been for, like, two years. That's why Bones is finally like, just get your fucking ship back, you crybaby. You're an admiral. Just go fucking... You do it like you did in the first one. Just be like, I'm here now. <laughs> the first one apparently didn't happen, though. So didn't. he does that here in this one. And he does it again. Maybe they yelled at him for doing that. They, uh... They, like, re-show all of the same footage from the motion picture of the Enterprise and Dry yeah. Dock. Yeah, they really... It's much quicker, though. Yeah, it's not a... There's no spreading of the nacelles this time. It's just yeah. a quick once around, and then they, they it, go it's right just in. A, it's a titty flash. It just show, They show you the titty, <laughs> and then that's it. And then they get down to it. Uh, I think before that, though, we're introduced to Captain Terrell and the fact that Chekhov yes. is his first mate now. Yeah, so Chekhov's not... He's not around. He's not around his friends. He got a promotion, and he had to go... To a shitty ship. Yeah, he's the first the, officer on the Reliant. The Reliant. The uh, the Dodge Reliant. <laughs> the Plymouth Reliant. <laughs> I think we all remember those, right, guys? If you're 150 years old, you do. <laughs> I drove one in the Civil War. <laughs> drove it right into the fucking enemy forces. Fuck them. Uh, but I like Captain Terrell because he's just like... He's so, like, put upon and sarcastic. He, like, hates the job that they have to do. (laughs) He's like, I don't like this job. This sucks. I like him a lot, but he made the worst mistake anybody could ever make in Star Trek. Having Chekhov be his first (laughs) mistake. No, he made the worst mistake you can make in Star Trek, which is being a captain, but not the captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad one. <laughs> Nothing ever good happens to those guys. Because your your ass is dead. There's no way yeah. around it. Yeah, he's he's a ticking time bomb in this one, and you're like, all right, so <laughs> I'll they- play along. <laughs> 
So they go to SETI Alpha 5. Yes. And they think it's SETI Alpha 6. They go to SETI Alpha 5 because um, they're working with this scientific civilian program called Genesis, which is to create life from nothing on a planet. It's a terraforming device, the first one in history. Right. Like a super terraforming device, which they hint at could be used as a weapon. Yeah, like a, a super like, nuclear weapon, right? Like it would destroy everything. When uh, Kirk debriefs Bones and Spock about it, Bones has like a hissy fit. Yeah, because He's like, my God, man! If you set that down on a planet that already had life, it would obliterate all the yeah, life on the planet would, to make the new would, stuff. It would reform the the matrix, the life matrix, and Bones is like life matrix. Spock, you fucking heartless prick. <laughs> This movie's rated R, folks. Yeah, he's like, fucking god shit, damn it. Because he's just drunk he on Romulan. on him. It was, a little, it was a little much when he pissed on him. It's a little X-rated him. at that point. <laughs> he pissed on him. He said, is this good for you, Spock? Because it's good for me. Yeah, I'm going to reform your piss matrix. <laughs> That's what he said. So they go to this planet. to They go down to the surface because they get like the tiniest little hint of life sign. Yeah, and the Prime Directive, you can't like you can't just like be like, well, whatever. Like yeah. you gotta make sure because like you could be destroying a possible like future civilization, right? Yeah, like, there's a part in the Next Generation where nanobots get so far advanced that they form their own tiny civilization that's yeah. obliterating the Enterprise, and they can't destroy. They them. can't because it's against the law. Yeah, yeah, because it's an actual society. Yeah. So there could be anything down on the planet, and they go yeah. down to check. They're like, maybe we can transplant it to a different planet. Yeah. Which is also against the Prime Directive, so right, I'm not but sure at this why. Point, but at this point, Captain Tyrell or Tyrell is like, I don't give a fuck. I hate this job. I, I just want it to be done. I don't I care. I hate these, these fucking Genesis people. They're fucking pissing me off with this shit. <laughs> like, how hard is it to find a planet with nothing on it? It seems like, like it would be really, really easy. There's probably a shitload of them, man. Like, it, it seems like the most, like, most of all planets are going to be no-life yeah, planets. Yeah, there's like a couple of them in our solar system. Yeah, just got a fucking, like, Mars. Just do it on I, Mars. I always thought that, like, they kind of, I guess, had to do it secretively, right? Because it's a classified project. Yeah, I guess so that's true. So they probably had to do it someplace you where people weren't You can't do it in Mars gonna... when, like, yeah. joyride shuttles are going by all Well, there's all people on Mars at this point. Yeah, it's, it's a Utopia Planitia shipyards. Yeah, there's people there, so that would be bad. <laughs> Living in domes, though. They haven't terraformed Mars, to my, to uh, my notion. Oh, you gotta watch Enterprise. Oh, my God. They, don't, right. they don't terraform it that quickly, but they allude to it. Uh, well, the Genesis Project is like the first full planetary terraforming device that just immediately, like six minutes is all it takes, apparently. It's like instantly, yeah. It can do the whole planet. So yeah. um, Chekhov and Captain Terrell go down to the planet's surface... And they find what looks like a like a cargo carrier that's crashed in the middle of the desert. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? And they go in, <laughs> and some of the best set design in oh, Star Trek great. history, I think. It's is, great. It looks great, yeah. It looks amazing, because I read a little behind-the-scenes story that like the set designer wanted everything about the uh like cons people to look like they scavenged it from the carrier yeah his it's um, all they had his cons um like mask is very star wars it's it very it really is it reminds me of uh the boosh the, 
Yeah, yeah, it's like very inqui- like the like old Star like old Republic Star Wars. The Inquisitors have like yeah, this, like, slit, those are like the red know? guys, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. like the sort of like this guy, but like yeah, like the old Sith guy. Like he looks very Sith like. Oh yeah, in this. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I like Star Wars too, Josh. <laughs> but <laughs> stay tuned for our podcast M Star Wars Planet. <laughs> Next That's week. what it'll be called. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they even have like a check, like a checkers board that's just made out of broken little pieces of metal, nuts and bolts on it. Yeah, it's it's a nice touch. Like everything in here is kind of a nice sort of like spooky touch, you know? Because you don't yeah. really. It looks very like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, all scavenged. Yeah, and we learn that Chekhov is a complete idiot in this yeah. movie. Yeah, Chekhov, this whole movie is Chekhov's fault, by the way. Yes, yes it is. Like, this whole fucking movie is because Chekhov is terrible at remembering things. <laughs> he, he walks up to this, like, buckle that's hanging mm. off the wall, and he like turns it around. And what's the name of the ship? SS Botany Bay. Yeah, the SS Botany Bay. He's like, Botany Bay? Botany Bay? Botany Bay? And he, like, flips, and he's like, fuck! We gotta get out of here. I'm like the dumbest man alive. I forgot we put super criminals on this planet. I forgot we put genetically engineered superhumans on this planet. Fuck! Uh, There's actually a reason for that that uh, makes perfect sense but ruins another part of the movie. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Khan and Chekhov never met. Chekhov wasn't on the show yet. Oh, okay. But Khan recognizes him. Yeah, when they he meet. says, "I never forget a face." Right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a complete oversight, and apparently fans were like super pissed off. Yeah, about that. That's that's one that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> m- maybe Chekhov didn't remember the SS Botany Bay because he wasn't fucking there. But well, if that, he wasn't the there, then Khan shouldn't recognize him. That's the thing that like. That didn't need to be in it, right? Like, he doesn't need to recognize them. No, he's, he doesn't. They still could have just been like, oh, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like, I that's all that matters. But uh, <laughs> Khan and his crew are outside, and they're all, they look like sand people. They're they all do. dressed like sand people. Yeah. And uh, Khan's outfit is, like, sick. It's so fucking cool. It's 80s awesome. Like, he looks like he should be driving a car after Mad Max. Yeah, he's got, like, mirror gloves. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did he put little chunks of mirror on his gloves? Maybe to reflect the sunlight? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he could hold it over the visor and reflect Maybe the he wants sunlight to moon- Maybe he wants to moonwalk on his hands, like Michael Jackson put mirrors in his shoes. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Everyone who listens to this is 12 years old. Yeah, pretty much. Stay tuned for our next podcast. I'm old. Stay... <laughs> Stay tuned for our next podcast aimed directly at our audience, the Teletubbies cast. <laughs> that's probably too old for them now as that's well, still, isn't that's it? That's even too old for them. Now they're like, ah, I don't I watch uh, Rice Pirate. No, no, not Rice Pirate. What's his name? Ah, PewDiePie. I like Rice yeah, Pirate. He's my friend, guy. actually. <laughs> you just attack somebody you like. I know. Well, that's what I do. Anyway... <laughs> So, uh, they're captured, and Khan says he wants revenge on Kirk for stranding them on this planet. Yeah, and he's like, but we put you on SETI Alpha, Alpha 5, and Khan's like, this is SETI Alpha 5! He, like, chews the scenery in this yeah, movie, like, does. So, so hard. Oh, it's great. I it's love it. so great. He's Appar- fucking wonderful in this movie. Oh, yeah. There's actually <laughs> all the rumors and stuff that he's wearing, like, a big fake chess piece. Yeah. 
Which is absolutely true. I don't give a shit what he says or anybody else says. That's fake. You can tell. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a little ripped as fuck in this movie. Yeah, and like you see these huge like turkey neck skin folds on his neck. Yeah. And then his chest is perfectly like smooth, no Maybe hair. Maybe he did steroids. That was a thing that people do. That's people true. still do that for movies. That's true. Like when you watch a movie with like Hugh Jackman and he looks like he was in the gym for about five months, it's because he did drugs to make him that way. Especially, like, the newer Wolverine movies where you can see, like, the muscles in his spinal cord. Yeah, like, his dick flexes and an arm comes out of it. Like, that's how strong he is. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, that's, that's gotta be steroids. Yeah, like, nobody nobody can do that. Like, no. that's crazy. <laughs> no. But, uh, Khan's like, well, SETI Alpha 6 exploded mm-hmm. and it fucked our planet up and that's why it's a wasteland now. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Kirk. My wife's dead. I'm going to kill you and everyone you love. Yeah. And Chekhov's like, well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm here for. And he's like, oh, really? Well, here's a horrible fucking space bug in your ear hole. Yeah, and they get that sweet shot of the fake ear in the helmet. The, the, <laughs> the double fake ears. Because they couldn't just, like, make a latex ear. It, had, it was, like, something like a fucking art student made, like a oh, paper yeah. mache. It yeah. was paper mache with, like, you yeah. could see it, like, hanging off the bottom a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of... It looks weird. It looks very weird. It's, like, <laughs> horrifying, though. The, yeah, it's scary. The little thing fucking crawls in your ear and controls your mind. Yep. And Chekhov screams in a way that only Chekhov can. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> It's a weird cut there. I noticed that. I was like, that's sort of a weird cut. Like and they, they were like, just use that cut. <laughs> use him just screaming just out of the middle of nowhere. Just like, what the fuck? Then <laughs> <laughs> we come back to the Enterprise. Um, oh, yeah. And What's Spock going on there? is still playing favorites with Savick. Yeah, he's like, he's hard, he's going hard on Savick yeah, right now. Yeah, he's like, uh, Savick, have you ever piloted a ship out of dry dock? And Kirk and Bones, like, shit in their pants. Yeah, Kirk's, like, out of his mind, terrified. It's like, this is a fully qualified Starfleet officer. Like, she's not actually piloting the ship, Sulu yeah, is. Yeah, it's, she just says, go straight ahead this fast. That's all she does. And and Kirk's like, <laughs> like He's like, <laughs> Like, he just, like, doesn't know what to do. His sweat pouring off of him yeah. like a fucking, like a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> it's like that gif of uh, Key and Peele where just the sweat yeah. dripping off of him. Or the one that popped into my head is the one from Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great movie. We should talk about it. Well, we should talk about that movie, too, because, yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek and Airplane, they bo- they're both in the sky, sort of. Yeah, sort of. One's in the really high up sky. That's true. <laughs> so behind the scenes, we don't see it, but uh, yeah. now that Khan has control of Chekhov and Captain Terrell, he takes over the Reliant. Yeah, he he basically just says like, "All right, this is our way off this fucking planet," you know. But he knows something's going on too with with why they were there. Yeah. So he, 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 like, mind controls them using the bugs. Yeah. And they tell him about the Genesis Project, and he's like, I want that. And it's never exactly explained why he wants it. Yeah, well, he you don't, you don't see him finding out what it is, and he doesn't really know what it is, right? Like, but he knows it's something, and that it'll give him... 
Well, there's a moment when Deathstalker tells him that, like, we have the Genesis device now and a ship. We can go anywhere and live yeah. on any planet. So they yeah, know what it is. Yeah, because Deathstalker's like, let's just go. He's like, let's get the yeah. fuck out of here. And Khan's well, like, no, I gotta get my sweet, sweet fucking revenge. Yeah, you, you assume, I guess, that uh, Captain Tyrell and Chekhov and the computer of the Reliant probably has that information in it. Yeah. And that he finds out what it so, is. So, like, mind-controlled Chekhov calls uh, Dr. Carol Marcus yes. who Kirk impregnated, but we don't know that yet. With his penis. With, uh, in her vagina. And jizzed inside of. No condoms in the future, apparently. No, you don't need them. <laughs> you don't need them now. I you mean, get really. A, you get a David Marcus in the future <laughs> if you don't use a condom. What a terrible, terrible future to live yeah, in. The 23rd century. You don't have, like, super birth control that you just think about it and it's like, oh, you're not pregnant. Like, what the I fuck? I don't know. Yeah, well, There's no psychic one. birth control in the future, apparently. He is, Captain, he is Captain Kirk, though, and lots of lots of people would kill for a, a Captain Kirk baby, so... Not Carol Marcus, apparently. She's like, Kirk, I don't want you to have shit to do with him. Yeah, you stay well, away. Kirk's kind of a shitty idiot. He, really. He, he's not a shitty idiot, but he would be a terrible father. Yeah, a shitty idiot meaning he'd be an awful dad. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably would, would be a great dad, but... He'd be great as long as you were on the ship with him. If you weren't on the ship, he would just yeah. never be there. He'd be like, bye. Which is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even, but he doesn't even know. He doesn't know no. about David, right? Carol, he does know about David, at least a little bit. A little bit. Because he, when he sees him, there's, like, recognition on his face. But yeah. Like, yeah. Carol Marcus was like, look, I don't want you to have anything to do with our son. And Kirk was like, you said it first. Bye. Yep, bye. I'm going to go be an admiral now. <laughs> bye. <laughs> um... So, so they yeah. send the, they send the thing to Dr. Carol Marcus, uh, yeah. and they're gonna come and take it, and it's on Admiral Kirk's orders, and everybody's fucking pissed at Kirk. It's like right. the fucking uh, cons blame everything on Kirk's stratagem is all encompassing. In it's this an movie. all encompassing <laughs> single stroke where he's gonna make everyone who loves Kirk hate him and get him to uh, where the Genesis station, wherever the fuck it is. And kill him. He wants to kill. Like, he wants to lure him to that yeah. place. So even the before he finds out what the Genesis Project does, he's <clears> just <throat> using it as a way to get Kirk. Yeah, that's his plan. That's all he wants. He's a fucking madman. It's all he wants. He's like reciting fucking poetry. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking like talking about like quotes from like Shakespeare and fucking Moby Dick and shit. He's he like tasks. He tasks me. <laughs> He's crazy. He's if straight I was up crazy. Stalker, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, I'd be like, "Man, we were on a planet for fifteen years with fucking brain-eating bugs. Like, this is great. Like, Can let's we just leave? fucking let's go to Risa and get a Horgon and fucking get a blowjob." <laughs> Can we just stay on this ship? Do we have to fight people? This shit's air conditioned. Yeah. <laughs> It's 70 degrees in here. Do you know where we came from? It was like 170 degrees. <laughs> so. He he goes to the place to get the thing. He's going mm -hmm. to get the Genesis device, and Carol Marcus is like, well, we're fucking leaving. Yeah. And they leave just enough people behind so that uh, Khan can murder them. Khan has to murder them. somebody. He's a bad guy. And meanwhile, uh, Kirk gets a garbled message from Carol Marcus that says, uh, what are you doing, you pig-headed fuck? Yeah. 
She's upset. You can't have the Genesis device. And Kirk's like, look, bitch, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's like, he's like literally like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> what, what are, what are the words? What are you saying? He's like, you, look, you haven't texted me in like 15 years. Like, I have no fucking idea what you want right now. So he's like, I guess we have to go there. I'm going to talk to Starfleet Command. And they're like, look, you're the only people in the quadrant. You go. Yeah. And Spock's like, Kirk, you're the captain now because you have to be... Everyone knows Captain Kirk. Nobody knows who the fuck Admiral right. Kirk is. Right. You have Whoever to be Captain is. Kirk for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, so they show up at the planet, right? And then fucking... Khan is there, and he's like, "Hi!" And like, but like, they don't like know who he is. Like, the Reliant just like creeps up, and they're like, "What's going on? Like, this is weird." And Savick is like, "Regulation states like we we need to raise the shields because we don't know what's happening." And like, Spock is like, "Don't fucking tell the captain what to do." Yeah, Spock is like, "Don't talk to my boyfriend that way, yeah, you fucking yeah, catty he, bitch." He gets like real weird about it, right? And then Savick's like, "All right." And then, like, what winds up happening is, like, the Reliant is, like, like let's just fucking shoot a photon yeah. torpedo at this So the <laughs> Enterprise gets fucked up for literally the rest of the movie because nobody yeah. listened to Savick. Because nobody wanted to raise the shields one time. <laughs> so the only reason they get out of it is because uh, Khan sends them, a, like, a video message and he's like, look, uh, I'm going to blow you the fuck up. Yeah. And the only way I'll leave your crew alive is if you send me all the information you have on the Genesis device. Right. And, and they Kirk, stall hard. They're Kirk like, Kirk stalls oh, okay. hard. And he apparently knows the Wi-Fi password to the Reliant. He knows, he knows the <laughs> Federation-wide Wi-Fi password, which is Kirk is dope 69, 420 forever. And he types it in, and he like it's a whole thing because in 1982 it took a while to like type passwords in. Yeah, <laughs> apparently you couldn't just type it in. Like he had to like Spock sat at that console for a full like 45 seconds. Yeah, it's a long ass time. before like the five numbers appeared yeah, on the screen. It's like one. It's like one six three zero. It's like wow, nobody would have guessed that one. <laughs> they definitely couldn't have cracked that with a yeah. code cracker from that year, 1980. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it turns off the shields, and Deathstalker's oh, like, our on, shields yeah. are off! Yeah. And uh, Khan's like, we'll turn them back on, which is his solution throughout the movie for mm -hmm. every problem. Just turn mm -hmm. it back on. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's because he's from 300 years ago. Yeah, It'd when be like your grandfather's yeah. grandfather trying to figure out how to use your computer. Yeah, just turn it on. Turn it off, turn it on. Just <laughs> turn it off and turn it on again. It'll work, probably, maybe. <laughs> and the Enterprise shoots them. Yep. And uh, fucks them up for the rest of the movie. So the Reliant has to take off, and the Enterprise finally gets to go to the station that the Genesis Project was at. Yes. And it's full of corpses. Dead people. And apparently Bones is deathly afraid of mice. Oh, is he? And also mice get on to space stations. They somehow. get everywhere, man. I guess it's like how mice got onto, like, boats. Yeah, they just... They just this happened. Yeah, just they just happens. stow away in the cargo. Yeah. Uh, because Bones sees the rat, and he walks backwards while staring at it forever. <laughs> and then he turns around and almost runs into a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was afraid of that rat might have fucking space-like poison in it. I, I guess know. you don't know what space diseases you don't rats know, yeah, are going You don't know, have any idea, right? And he is a doctor. That's what he should be worried about. Pretty shitty to be a hypochondriac and a doctor. <laughs> Not, it's not it's, good. Uh, yeah, it's true. 
It's funny, though. Usually, like, the ingenious idea of villains in movies is dumb as shit. Yeah. But I was just thinking about Khan's attack on the Enterprise is actually really fucking smart. Yeah, he's he's really pretty clever in this movie. Like, there's no dumb villainy, like, I'm gonna get you. Like, he's very... Like, he knows what he's going to do the minute he sees Chekhov on the planet, on Steady Alpha 6. Like, he's got it all worked out already. Yeah, he's treated like he's a superior intellect, and he lives up to it for the most part. Yeah, he's, in this he's movie. a genius. He's a genius. Like, And, but, and uh, he does genius things. Like, he's not dumb, but his adversarial nature with Kirk is just so pure and just, like... Like, like he's filled with absolute hatred. He's just a maniac. Yeah, he's lost his mind. He's still yeah. a genius, but he's a crazy person. Yeah, he's too. straight up a lunatic. But uh, they find the dead bodies, and it turns out that Khan tortured all of them forever for funsies, I guess. Yeah, he liked that stuff. He likes uh, doing that. He looks like the type of guy that would like that stuff. Khan the type of guy that'll <laughs> torture you and not call you the next day. <laughs> That's all I know. Well, they won't put that on the box. But uh, they find all the corpses and they decide to do, like... There is one thing that Khan is, like, apparently an idiot for. Is that they just go to the transporter room and see where they transported last and just follow. Yeah, they're just and like, Khan where never they go? thought to do that. Yeah. Well, Although he, he did think to send his brainwashed henchmen there. So maybe he did think to do yeah, it. Yeah, no, that was his that was his clever plan. Like he he's playing chess like or checkers like in the beginning of the movie, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's one step ahead at this point, he thinks. It was actually pretty dumb of Kirk because they tell him that they were brainwashed. Yeah, when and he, then, when he and gets then, like, him, he's like, "Well, come on the mission." He's like, "I guess you're fixed now." <laughs> <laughs> He was too busy. Like he had a lot on his mind at that point. He just yeah, there's met a lot his going son. on. Yeah, it's a it's a been it's been an eventful day for Admiral Kirk in this That's one. That's true. <laughs> so they beam down to and they meet Carol Marcus and they meet David Marcus. David Marcus is a fucking prick. Yeah, and um, just like his dad, I I can't stand him. Kirk's at least charming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David Marcus has none of that. Well, he's a scientist, so he's like real stupid. <laughs> like not about like intellect. Like he's not intellectually stupid. He's just like real. Like I'm fucking boring. Fuck you. That's yeah. like scientists. He's he's a boring asshole. Anyone who is a scientist who's like that, you know what I'm talking about. You know yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Spock's a science officer, and he's an interesting character. Yeah, but he's he's, he's also a boring motherfucker though, because he has no emotions. Yeah, but he's great. He is great. I love it. It's why Vulcans are my favorite race in Star Trek. It's because of Spock. Well, then you have to watch Enterprise. I know. Vulcans are huge they, dick balls in Well, Enterprise. there's a reason, and you'll find out yeah, why. Yeah, I've been spoiled. Oh, you've... Okay, all right. <laughs> I've been spoiled on everything. All right, all right. All right, um, well, I think we have to take a break again. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. Marooned for all eternity. Buried alive. Buried alive. Sean! Sean! At the end of the universe, 
lies the beginning of vengeance. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And we're back. Yeah! Back for some more hot Star Trek action. Star Trek ship on ship 69-ing, <laughs> which is almost going to happen soon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so they, they beam down to the planet and they meet the doctor and everything, and it turns out that yeah. Khan has been listening the entire time through a giant black two-way radio watch <laughs> that Captain Terrell has had in plain sight the entire time. They're like, is that the new Apple Watch? And Terrell's like, yeah. Don't worry, no, it's not on, though. It's like, definitely what? not transmitting anything, and it's going like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> huh. Oh, it must be your heart rate. That must be what it is. So Terrell's like, he pulls out a phaser, and he's like, uh, we're going to be taking this for the his greatness or whatever. His 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 majesty? His, what is it? His something. It's something. His supreme intellect or something. Yeah, something crazy over the top. And uh, he shoots a person and murders them, right? Well, he, he shoots at, I think... David. David, and some, and I think Kirk saves him. He shoots at David, and then Kirk saves him, but the person standing behind yeah, David... A woman scientist gets vaporized. Yeah, like, gets vaporized. Totally and vaporized. Terrell didn't give a shit about that. That's yeah, fine. He, yeah, he was like, ah, whatever, I didn't know that bitch. But when... <laughs> But when Khan's like, you have to kill Kirk now, yeah. he points the phaser at himself and kills himself. Yeah, he kills himself. Which is really dark for a Star Trek movie. It is. And like that's, I think, one of the first times we get to see that that vaporizing thing that they use later in, in Next Generation a, a couple times. Um, it's pretty brutal. Like it That's is. a pretty shitty fucking way to die. Yes, Having every atom in your body be... Heated, superheated into vapor. I guess that it would be pretty hurt. instantaneous. It probably would suck real bad, though. Like yeah. It's like being burnt alive from every molecule in your body. It's like being burnt alive, but it only takes one instant. Yeah, I guess. It's, I guess. I, I don't know. I've never been vaporized. It. We can try it. <laughs> Do you want to try what it? we're doing after the show. Oh, yeah. We'll take turns. You go first. <laughs> Do you even vaporize, bro? <laughs> Shirt it. Shirt it. <laughs> Shirt it. So, uh, Terrell has killed himself so that he can uh, not harm a hair on perfect Admiral Kirk's head. It's his, it's his, uh, his friend. He didn't want to kill him. Who he has obviously met before this moment. I guess. <laughs> Let's assume so. I guess. <laughs> uh, but the Genesis device gets stolen anyway. Like, Chekhov has an aneurysm. Yeah. And falls on the ground, and the slug, I guess, is just done growing and leaves his ear. I guess it dies. Uh, we we assume. Well, it doesn't. Di- it it does die because Kirk shoots it with a phaser. Yeah, but it just it's done like feeding on him. I guess. I guess I it was a weird moment for it to leave. Yeah, I digress. It's almost like they wrote it like that. <laughs> it's almost like this is a movie, and that shit doesn't matter at all. <laughs> It is. It is uh, not the best way for that to happen, but <laughs> it, it happens. So Khan gets the Genesis device, mm-hmm. and he has stranded Kirk, Bones, Savick, Kirk's uh, love life lady, Doctor Carol Marcus, and his illegitimate son on yeah. this rock. Yeah, which it turns out has like a Genesis land inside of it—a beautiful yeah. map painting. They they like 
made like a mini or not a miniature, but like a, a slightly contained version of the Genesis inside of it. Yeah, right? it was the second level test that they talk about in the yeah. video near yeah. the beginning. Yes. So they're stranded there, and they're just talking about like how they're gonna fucking die on this planet. And Kirk's, yeah, everyone's like, "This sucks. What are we gonna do?" And Kirk's like, "Whatever." Kirk's like, "I'm hungry." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna eat an apple. <laughs> so uh, he talks it out with Carol Marcus for a little bit about, and he seems real fucking depressed right He's now. He's upset. He's really upset. Yeah. So then they go out, and Savick asks him about the Kobayashi Maru test, uh-huh. and he tell, and he like sort of beats around the bush, but Bones basically like he cheated. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learn that Captain Kirk is a great big fucking cheater pants. Cheater, but it was he. okay. It's like that story. I went to Harvard um, to like look at schools or whatever. I would have never been able to, to afford to go to Harvard. <laughs> I was, and I'm not, I was just and I'm not thinking, smart enough Jesus. for them to pay for it, but like, and like when you go and you do orientation, they tell you all these stories about Harvard and like all these like anecdotes about the people that went to Harvard, like all these like intellectuals and, and famous people. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, um, I forget, I forget who it was, but he was taking his final in uh, in in literature or something, and the essay was like, the essay was like, describe like whatever the fuck. Like, what, like, talk about, like, your time here and describe all this shit. And it was, like, this fucking... It was gonna be, like, this, like, four-hour-long final. So the guy gets up and he, like, hands in the final and he's like, I'm, I'm done. And the guy... And the professor's like, you didn't write anything. And he's like, yeah, because, like, it's a nice day outside. And the professor's like, you're all right. You get an A. <laughs> and that's, like, kind of what happens with Kirk. They're pretty like, much. They're like, you're pretty imaginative for cheating. You yeah. get an A. Yeah, they were like, you, you're, like, the f- freest thinker. You figured out yeah. a way around it, Kirk, so we're going to yeah. go ahead and pass you. If I was on that board, I'd be like, are you people fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, well, that's what happens <laughs> in the later one, right? In the 2009, they're like, oh, yeah. he cheated. And it's like, yeah... I guess I guess that was the thing that they wanted to put into that movie. He still, yeah. Well, I guess he does. Eventually, they're just like, "Well, you did a good job, so you're captain anyway." <laughs> Dude, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but they spend like two hours stranded on this planet, and they're all thinking about how they're gonna die. And yeah. then Kirk just reveals that it, he had a plan the whole time. Yeah, that Spot it wasn't calls on his cell phone, telephone, and is like, "Hey, are you ready to get beamed up?" And he's like, "Yep." <laughs> It's, and then everyone else is like, what the fuck? Like, would it have ruined the plan completely to at least tell Bones and Savick? Yeah, no, he's like, he's a fucking magician. He wants, to, He's a prestige, man. He wants to feel that prestige. <laughs> like, Bones smiles about it. If I was Bones, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Is this a he's joke? He's used to it. He's used to it. I guess. He's been around for a while. He knows. I guess. <laughs> so they beam up, and then... Khan is like, all right, there's the Enterprise, and she's super crippled, and we're going to destroy her. And then, like, they get, like, near it, right? The Reliant gets near the Enterprise, and then Khan's like, ah, not as crippled as we were led to believe. Like, he knows immediately, right? Like, he knows. Because he's a clever motherfucker. Because he's fucking smart as shit, yeah. But uh, they use the dive into a nebula to avoid direct confrontation move. And which... this is where the movie becomes a submarine movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hope but... you like the movie Crimson Tide, because it stole everything from this That's movie. That's true. <laughs> yeah. the, the dive into the nebula move has been used a 
billion times throughout it's, all of Star Trek after this movie. In Star Trek Armada 2, uh, Mutara Nebula is, like, the best one to go in because it, like, I think it, like, helps your hull, but it makes your shields go down, like, from in this, like, in the, in the, in this Nebula, sh- shields don't work. Like, that's one of the things. Yeah. Shields and, uh, are down and there's no visual contact. Yeah, you can't see anything. You're blind as shit, yeah. And there is this unbelievably tense scene where they're exchanging fire through the nebula and they can't see each other. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. It really is. Like, there's a level of tension. It's great. That doesn't get, like, reached usually. Like, there's a disconnect between a movie tension and you sitting in your seat tension most of the time. Well, this, this is when Star Trek becomes like the military movie right like yeah. this is now we're in the military part of the movie where it's just a naval battle essentially like yeah. you know and like you don't often get to see like a a naval battle in star trek especially like one as well done as this where it's just super like who's gonna see who first like you don't know like you at, the movie is crafted so well that you don't know yeah like, you're like, Khan could totally pull this out. Like, like it's totally believable. <laughs> and the Enterprise is so crippled at that point that any big mistake could cost the entire Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the tension level's really high because of that. And there's mm-hmm. very few movies where you feel the tension like the characters do. Like It's uh, like when you're playing GoldenEye and you both have golden guns. Who's going who's gonna <laughs> to shoot first? <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> I was thinking about the movie High Noon, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, a better, that's a better analogy. <laughs> like, I've never felt tension like I did in the movie High Noon. Yeah. But yeah. Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, this scene, has a little bit of that same tension. It's great. It. It's just, it's great. And, man, you f- they make sure you feel it when Khan's yeah. ship gets blown the fuck out. Yeah. And and it gets fucked up. It gets fucked up because he just he's a smaller ship. It's not as big. You know, it's just a big ship versus a little yeah. ship. And the little ship is not even facing the right direction at this yeah. point. It gets it gets fucked up. And there's a great moment where Spock says that he's not thinking three dimensionally because he's from a different time period. He's mm-hmm. thinking on a two dimensional plane, and yeah. that is how Kirk gets him. By yeah. he says, you know, change the Z axis by this yeah, go much. Z. Let's get Z on his ass, yeah. And they do. <laughs> and they they kill like everyone on the bridge of the Reliant. And uh, Khan is like crippled, like he's fucked. Like his face is burnt off. Like he's, it's like really brutal. Like, yeah, he's he's like burnt over ninety percent of his fucking body. At yeah, that he point. would he would might die from like infection from being like that's like super bad. He's, Even in the twenty third yeah. century, <laughs> he's dying from being blown the fuck up. It's, yeah, and, but also he could have if he would have survived, he would have died from his skin falling off. It would have been a rough life. <laughs> <laughs> So he activates the Genesis device. He's yeah. like, I'm going to take you with me, Kirk. He's like, fuck it. Yep. I, if I'm going to die, I'm going to take you down with me. This is exactly like Moby Dick. It was on my shelf earlier. Do you remember yep. it? Do you remember when you saw it in the Botany Bay? <laughs> you remember that shit? Fuck you, Kirk. <laughs> so he activates it, and uh, they do not have warp capability because the warp core is slightly breached. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's like leaking radiation It's everywhere. leaking radiation. It's killing Scotty. Scotty's like, I'm gonna pass out now. <laughs> Bye. So Spock gets up and he leaves. 
Yeah. And nobody thinks and nobody to say, notices. hey, where are you going, <laughs> Captain Spock? You're the captain. And nobody notices. <laughs> and uh, Kirk's like, we're not going to, let's get out of here. And Sulu's like, we're not going to make it, are we? And he looks over and David Marcus just goes, no. Yeah, he's like, we're <laughs> fucked. He's like, we're, we're super dead. We're fucked. Yeah. Just give it up. Uh, <laughs> Spock runs downstairs, I assume. Well, he goes down the ladder. Yeah, there's no uh, turbo lifts. Yeah, he goes down the ladder and he goes into engineering, mm-hmm. which is rapidly filling with radiation. It's it's a it's a bad place to be. <laughs> yeah, he goes inside of the actual radioactive room that you have to wear a suit in. He doesn't put a suit on because there's no time. He wears gloves though. He wears gloves. <laughs> Wouldn't want your hands to get burnt when you're ready to <laughs> commit suicide. He rips the top top off of the, the warp, tube. Yeah, the warp. I guess it's the, where the crystals are. The, I guess the, the warp tube. Yeah, <laughs> and roots around it, and he does something you can't tell because there's just radiation exploding into his face, which is um, what they reported to have had happened at Chernobyl, like when the core was melting down. Um, there was a couple scientists who went in to, like, you know, save the day, pretty much, and uh, die. It didn't but work they, out for <laughs> They reported that there was a beam of ionized, like, light shooting into space from the, uh, from the, the core of Chernobyl. <laughs> and then they all died. Yeah, they all died, and now you can't even step foot there. <laughs> oh, you can go back now. You can you go back now, yeah. You, you can't, can't kick the dirt around. You can't live like, there. Literally, they're like, don't kick the dirt around. Although people do live there. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> there are squatters all over the place near Chernobyl. Oh my god, they want superpowers. Yeah, that's the only place in the world you can go and be sure that either you're gonna die or get superpowers. Those are the two <laughs> choices. <laughs> and I always wondered when I was younger why they didn't just blow the Reliant up when the Genesis device became active. But I yeah, guess, I guess it would have just caused the same kind of explosion either way. Yeah, I guess maybe it's like kind of like a nuclear warhead, right? Like you can't like blow up a nuclear warhead; it'll just go off, right? Yeah, and like I mean the the scene of Spock sacrificing himself and like the little back and forth he has with Kirk later is a very poignant, emotional scene. Yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty great, and and this is when um, Leonard Nimoy was like, I don't want to do Star Trek anymore. Yeah. So like, and like I don't know if any like I can't speak; I wasn't born yet. But I don't know at the time if people knew that. Mm, but like, I don't know either, actually. Nimoy was like, I don't want to be in Star Trek anymore. Like He's yeah. like, I don't want to do this. Like I, I wrote, it's a very poignant scene considering that Leonard Nimoy basically demanded it Harrison Ford style. Like, oh, yeah, he's he like, movie. kill me. He's like, you have to kill me. <laughs> you have to kill Spock or I'm not being in the movie. And they were like, what? <laughs> but like, they're like, but like, then you're not in the movie anymore. And he's like, bye. Well, at the time, everybody thought that this was going to be the final Star Trek movie. Yeah. Because you know the motion picture didn't do so well. Right. So this was the last hurrah. Yeah. Uh, although it turned out to be the best loved hurrah, and we got like a billion more Star Trek movies. This movie was so good that they made like s- like five more movies, <laughs> and like. And then the TNG half, movies. And, like, half of them are, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are... There's a slow coast off of this movie. Although, six is fucking phenomenal. I love six. Is, six yeah. is great. What about five, though? How do you feel about five? <laughs> what about five? How you feel about He makes it? love to the rock. <laughs> I'll put that in when we well, do that why one. Why is he climbing the mountain? Because he he's in love. love. He's in love with the mountain. <laughs> So, Kirk has finally faced the no-win scenario. 
And yep. I mean, even when Kirk is running to meet Spock as after like Spock is sacrificing himself, he keeps cutting to the Genesis planet being born. Yeah. And then cutting to Spock dying. It's, it it's, really hammers yeah. home the theme of the movie. It's it's very uh, it's very Zen Buddhist yeah, life and death. Very. It's, it's got yeah. a little bit of like artsy fartsiness to it actually it's, that you wouldn't expect good. in a Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, it's uh, it's the theme. The theme is being hammered home at this point, and it works one hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's not it's great. too far. Yeah, it's it's just enough. I mean, if you were an idiot and you were watching it, you could probably completely miss the fact that they're showing the Genesis planet being born. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and if you miss that, not to say that you're an idiot or anything, but well, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> don't watch movies or watch good ones, and you'll get better at it. That's true. Stop watching fucking Star Trek 2009 and watch this shit. Uh-oh. I said it! I can't wait to get yet another fucking tweet about that. That'll change my mind about those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. Get real. <laughs> so, Kirk, uh, Kirk has lost a friend. Yeah, he, Th- there's he, gets, a lot of, he uh, lives. Like, he survives, right? Like, he gets out of the no-win situation again, but... Not without uh, paying the toll to the to the reaper, so to speak. You yeah, know? like the his pound of flesh was taken from him. Yeah, he gives a little speech about that to David Marcus. He says, yeah. you know, like I've cheated death and I've laughed at death, but death finally took its toll. Yeah, and there's no way out of this one. Yeah, and uh, apparently David Marcus had learned in the interim at some point that Kirk is his father. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like. Fuck, I hate my dad. <laughs> He's like, I'm proud to be your son. And Kirk and David have the most awkward hug that any two men have ever had in the history of mankind. More awkward than our hugs. Look, I've hugged thousands of strapping young men in my day. Strapping young lads. And Kirk is just doing it wrong. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he did just meet this guy yesterday. Yeah, maybe maybe they just didn't like each other. Like I kind of get the feeling like the, the the actors didn't really like each other. Well, you ever get, you it know? is William Shatner. Yeah, well, nobody really likes working with William most. Shatner. I have a story about William Shatner. Yes, yes, I know. I know it. you were yes. excited to hear this story. I'm, I'm fucking jacked. Let's go. I went to Wizard World in Pittsburgh. Uh, that a while awful. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that bad. It was actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good time. And William Shatner was there. He was charging eighty five dollars, ninety dollars. For, for what? an autograph? A hand job? Oh, an autograph? No. He's not there yet. <laughs> but uh, he gave a speech as well. Like, he gave this little Q&A, and as William Shatner is wont to do, he yeah. tried as hard as possible to veer the conversation away from Star Trek. Yeah, because he's just sick of hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, towards anything else. Yeah. He was talking about his journeys around the world. He was like, yeah, I was in Nepal, and right. I did this and went mountain climbing, and we went to New Orleans, <laughs> and there was a circus in town, and they took me backstage, and did you know that they have elephants that yeah. can paint? Uh-huh. They can paint beautiful pictures. <laughs> Not like you or I can paint, but beautiful <laughs> and did you know that when an elephant is excited or feels pleasure, it vibrates? <laughs> and we as an audience who were like into hearing him talk just start looking at each other like, what the what fuck the is... F- really? Yeah. Yeah, and man. 
And he's like excited to tell he's us. He's making about a this. point. He's, he's making like a Star Trek four point. <laughs> he's but ex- he doesn't want to talk about Star Trek. He's excited. He yeah. says, and I learned this by I pressed my hands against the side of the great beast. Oh my god. And it vibrated to my touch and I felt at one with it. Yeah. And I felt a sensualness to it. <laughs> He's zen as shit, dude. That it opened my eyes. <laughs> and we in the audience are like, could we talk about like what it was like to work with Leonard Nimoy or something? <laughs> Well, he wanted to talk about his vibrating elephant experience. <laughs> he also told a story about how he used to play pranks on DeForest Kelly as he got older. Yeah. And uh, DeForest Kelly was apparently legitimately terrified that he was losing his mind in his old age. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he got, like, senile. Like, he... Yeah, so yeah. Um, William Shatner would wait until he was cooking something in the toaster oven. Oh, and he would, like, take it out. And he would take he, it. Yeah. And yeah. leave the toaster oven empty. Oh, my God. And he would do that, like, four or five times. <laughs> oh, my God. This so is DeForest hilarious. Kelly thought he was losing his fucking mind. He killed DeForest Kelly. He fucking <laughs> killed that man. I mean, DeForest Kelly was, like, 180 when he died. Like, yeah. he's, he was an old man. And everybody in the audience is kind of, like, uh, laughing a little bit. Like, yeah. we're like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And he's losing it, laughing about, like, oh, man, I ruined oh DeForest Kelly's older years. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, a lot of the stories you hear about him is that he was just, like... He just fucking fucked with you. Like, yeah. he didn't care, man. Like, he didn't give a shit. He was not the kind of, like, friendly prankster. He was yeah. the type of prankster who just fucked your day up, and there was no like, way around it. He was like it. a jock. He would just, like, he didn't know, like, when it was, like, the joke's yeah, over. Yeah, but he, he was like, no, it's too not. far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the final scene of the movie, well, <laughs> the scene before that, I think, is the funeral scene. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. It's... A Star Trek movie ends on a funeral of its, like, most beloved character. Like, it's incredible. Like, it's an incredible scene. Um, it's it, it makes me sad, like, every time I see it. Even though I know, like, what happens. Yeah. I'm always like, man, this is fucking great. Like, Spe- speaking of knowing what happens, Leonard Nimoy did not. He did not, no. He was uh, He found he out was about done. the final scene of the movie with his coffin being on the Genesis planet at the first screening of the finished movie he attended cuz they were going to cuz they were going to like they were going to offer him so much money he was he was super not happy about no. that scene and yeah when um they started talking to him about Star Trek 3 he was even less happy yeah he didn't want to do 3 and you can tell because he's in like 1% of the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the story is that eventually he comes back because he was like, I want to direct. And they're like, all right. And you'll like, be in the movie. Go and ahead. He was, he was, and then he was like, really? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't give a shit. No. They're like, whatever. I don't give a shit. People will see these stupid Star Trek movies regardless of what we and put in And he directs, like, one of the, be- like the, the best Star Trek movies. Like, he directs four, which is great. He's, we're not the, he's actually yet. a really good director. He's pretty good. He's way better than Shatner is. Oh, well. Star Trek V. And we'll talk about V, but... We'll get there, too. <laughs> there's some There's some good parts of V, and then there's... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Even three. Even three is like like Star Trek three is like an extended uh ending to two. Yeah. Right? The which, whole movie which is, is awkward for a movie. Right. It like that Star Trek three could be like forty five minutes long. It could be an episode length. See, that's the thing. We had a lot of the people who were at the top echelon of making these movies are yeah. the same people that were at the top echelon of making the TV series back in the day. Yeah. The, like, executives and shit. So yeah. they treated the new movie franchise like it was just a TV show? Right. You can't do that shit. Can't, you can't just throw an episode. Like, it has... I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why 2 worked, and I don't know why 3 kind of doesn't work. Well, two it, stands on its own. Well, I guess it doesn't really because Khan's a character from the TV show. Yeah, but but, but you don't they, need to know that. But they reinvent him, right? Like they reinvent Khan, and Khan's uh, the performance is fantastic, which is uh, helps a million percent. And and he's a genius. Like he's a really good villain. Like he's yeah. a great villain. There's a reason why he's only in one episode of the TV show and one movie, and he's considered, like, uh, Captain Kirk's ultimate arch-nemesis. Yeah. And it's because he's just so damn good. Yep. And that can't be stressed enough. If it wasn't for Ricardo Montalban's performance, I don't think the movie would be as good as it is. I would feel sorry for anyone who tried to play Khan after Ricardo Montalban. Good thing they never did that. It's a good thing they never just tried to make the same movie again. It's a good thing they never tried to make the same movie with somebody who wasn't that guy and then made the movie, like, incomprehensible. It's a good thing they never (laughs) did that. We'll get to that. What are you talking about? I said they never did that. (laughs) Oh, man, have I got some bad news for you. Josh, sit down. Your world's about to get (laughs) fucked up. So that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Josh's world gets fucked up. Well, we teased three a little bit, which is good. But two, two's incredible. Like... I don't know. Like I thought two, you had like a hot take on this one that people were gonna hate you for. I do. I do because I. I, I don't know. People hate me for everything. But that's I, very true. I think two is sort of like. I think people tend to think of two as like being the Star Trek movie. I disagree in some ways. I think two is great as a movie. But I think, like, since then, I don't want to get into it because, like, this leads into, like, later movies, like, the new ones. Mm. But, like, they use 2 as, like, this uh, key or, like, ledger for making the, the new movies. And, like, you can't do that because, like, this movie sets up a lot of, like, Star Trek things. But it's sort of like, it's a one-off. It's definitely just a, this happened one time and, like, you can't, like... I can't recreate that. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's so many things going on that are that were firing on different cylinders, and it came together. And you can't do that again. If you look at it as like the way an executive would look at it, you see that Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, uh, you see that Star Trek <laughs> to the Wrath of Khan is by far the most popular Star Trek movie. Yeah, and you as an executive, you're like, we're bringing this franchise back. Uh, this movie made the most money. Right. We have to do that movie. It has right. to be just like that. And you can get away with that once. Yeah. Uh, you can't base a franchise on it. Yeah, I, you can get away with it once if you do it once, but that it, they didn't even do it once. There's just huge chunks of it in all of them. It's 
it yeah. I mean, we're getting into this whole thing. Yeah, but it's, well, people I hate us for that already. So uh, well, they're gonna really hate us because like it, my question is, if you feel that strongly that our opinions are wrong, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, just don't listen to it. But buy all the shirts that we haven't. Yeah, made yet. all the shirts that we don't have yet, but they're Shirt it. they're gonna happen. <laughs> Shirt it with the Star Trek font. There it is. Josh keeps telling me to shirt it over and over again. Eventually, shirt I might it. actually do it when he tells me to. I know you make good shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you're good. <laughs> if you stop complaining about us complaining, maybe you'll get a shirt. Maybe you'll get to spend money on it. Maybe. Look, normally shirts are about $18. Yeah. Our shirts are going to be 43 <laughs> We're going to need you to spend $43 on a shirt. <laughs> it's the quality of the shirt. The shirt's very high quality. Uh, also, jo- nobody else will own one, so... Yeah. Josh touched them. You guys love Josh, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Buy the shirt. Shirt it. Shirt it. And I think I think maybe we're done talking about Star Trek 2, right? I think we're done. I think we got it all. I would well, recommend this movie... Um, I would after, highly recommend this movie. Yeah, after watching it, like, uh, for the 50th time or whatever, yeah. like, this movie doesn't get old. It just doesn't. It, it holds up, absolutely. You can watch it every weekend and just be like, oh, this is on again. Great. Like, that's how good it is. It's a really great movie. Yeah. And I would like to go ahead and thank all of you who sent in emails. Oh, uh, do we have questions We got now? some questions. It's time for the question and answer portion of the program. Oh, my God. Our first uh, question, I guess, I haven't read it, so I don't know if it's a question yet, <laughs> is from uh, Nathan Harmony. Hi, Nathan. Hey, bow, 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 bow. Nate. <laughs> Wait, that's nice the intro other, music. That's the other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Confused. Hey, guys, really enjoyed the first episode. I think Josh's laugh is one of my favorites, so the more Jeff can make that happen, the better. Well, it happens a lot. Jeff makes me laugh all the time. I'm, I'm pretty decent. <laughs> Uh, my question for you is this. What was the first Star Trek movie or series that you watched? How has it impacted the way you watch the rest of the Star Trek universe? That's a great question. Thanks, and looking forward to episode two and Josh's apparent controversial opinion on the Wrath of Khan. I think I, like, really, like, hyped that up. Yeah, you up. hyped it up. People thought you were going to be like, it sucks fucking dick. No, 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 yeah, <laughs> I th- yeah, I... I really, I really like let them. I really uh, interneted them. Uh, I clickbaited <laughs> the click-baited shit out of them. The yeah. Fuck out of our listeners. Yeah. Well, you know the internet. <laughs> well, what was the first Star Trek movie or series that you watched, Josh? I don't remember uh, the movie. The first movie I saw It was probably four, um, but that was definitely after I saw the Next Generation. Like every Saturday for me was like Star Trek Day. Like I would sit down at like two o'clock or whenever the fuck it would come on. And I would watch, like, the reruns. And then, like, later that day on, like, UPN 57 or whatever it was back then, PHL 57, they would <laughs> they would play fucking the new episode, right? So I was, like, big into the next generation. Next Gen was the first I saw as yeah. well. Yeah. I used to watch new episodes of Next Generation on TBS. TBS, When they dude. came on. And I was super excited every new episode that came on. Yeah. And I would watch reruns. They'd play reruns late at night for, like, a solid hour, two hours. Yeah, they would do, like, a couple, like, like two or three in a row, yeah. 
and it was a beautiful time to be alive. Yeah, man. Uh, the first movie I saw was probably Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And I loved it. And I loved it. <laughs> um, I, do, I really don't remember the first movie. I, I, don't, I don't remember which one it was. I don't know. I remember seeing the original series and being like, holy shit, is this Star Trek? Because I was a tiny child. Yeah, and you watch and the original series, and you're like, wait, what? I was like, oh, wait, this takes place before the next generation. That's why all yeah. the stuff looks older. I get it. Yeah, they they would show that, like, before school. So I'd yeah. watch it, like, before middle school and shit like that. And I fell in love with just, like... Even then, it was, like, cheesy how, like, the effects and the aliens and yeah, yeah. the sets and everything. But there was, like, it still had the same heart and soul that the next generation had. It's it's It goes from being, like, cheesy, like, what, well, what we would call, like, super cheesy now. But even in, like, 67, like, was kind of cheesy. But even, like, that's what they had to do. But it goes from that to, like, hard on, like... 60s Twilight Zone iconic like thoughtful like full blown like oh my god this is fucking thoughtful as shit you know what I mean there are episodes of the original series that are like dumb but there's episodes of every series that are dumb and then there are episodes of Star Trek the original series that get treated like they're dumb that aren't whatsoever yeah. Like, everybody talks about the fight uh, with Kirk and the Gorn. The Gorn, yeah. And how silly that is. But that episode ends with Kirk learning that all life is sacred. Yeah, he doesn't kill him. He's like, I'm not going to kill this thing. And he, like, I'm not he understands, do that. he yeah. understands for the first time that his enemies might be coming from a place where they're not the bad guys. Right, right. Which and, is like, in the 60s, that's remarkable. Yeah. Like, like, that's a lesson you could get on the next generation. Yeah. That's a lesson you could get in any Star Trek. Yeah. And the original series is full of that stuff, and I don't think people give the original series enough credit for that. Yeah. It, it's kind of, like, thought of as being, like, sort of like, well, whatever. But it's, uh, that's this is where it all comes from. Like, that's where, like, they got the, the show. I did. Gene Roddenberry was like, this is what I want the show to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love the original series, but yeah, The Next Generation is what I saw first, and that's why it's always going to have, like, a place deep within the sub-cockles of my heart. The, the cockles of my non-existent heart, yes. <laughs> what is what is your favorite Star Trek series? Oh my god, oh man. This is, like, the most difficult question anyone's ever posed to you. Uh, yeah, uh, we can I don't come know. back to that another day. That's a, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that one day. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead and jump in on that before somebody I sent that in as a question. I have a hot take about it, and we can't talk about it now, but maybe <laughs> next episode, guys. It's so controversial, you're not going to be able to handle it. Five crazy things Josh said about <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Tune in next time on BuzzFeed Podcast. <laughs> Our uh, next email. Thanks for writing in, by the way. Good segue. Our next email is from Kevin Cole. Oh, yeah. Who I is, know Kevin. Who is a friend of ours. Yeah. Who says, hey, M-Class, What's I'm up? all grown and shit, and I didn't watch Star Trek as a kid. Where's a good entry point for the series? Should I start with a movie? Should I go chronologically? Just oh, watch the good episodes of TNG? Please help. Sincerely, phased and confused. <laughs> You fucking genius. Uh, P.S. What's an easy pair of Star Trek characters to imagine kissing? What's a more advanced pair to work up to? Thanks. Wow, this is a multi-tiered question. 
I'm gonna hand in my term paper early and go out and enjoy the day, and hopefully I get an A. <laughs> oh my God, Josh, you're so free spirited. I'm gonna give you an A for this you're podcast. All right, Anderson, A plus. <laughs> Welcome to Harvard. Where's a good entry point for the series? Uh, TNG, I think. Uh, but do yeah. you just watch uh, the good episodes of TNG, no, like you, season three onward? Yeah, you could do that. Like if if you're, I mean, I y- yes. You could do that. I think you um, can go back and watch the first two seasons. After you can your... suffer through the first two seasons. Suffer meaning like just they're not that bad. They're like, not you... as good as other episodes. No, but you you should do it. You should do it because here's why. You should do it because once you get to the fourth, fifth, sixth season, you're gonna be like, holy shit, this show fucking like is firing on like fifty cylinders right it's now. It's a slow burn up until yeah. like a crazy fucking forest fire. Yeah, like like there's a point when you're like, this show is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a few of those episodes in like the earlier seasons too. So yeah. I say yeah, you start at the beginning in TNG. I start think that's a great way to start. Start at TNG, uh but you can watch the movies in between. Like that's fine. Like, they're good. You can skip the TNG movies for the most part, in yeah, my just opinion. Start at the beginning of the movies. You though. just watch the movies from the beginning. If you like 2001: A Space Odyssey, you'll yeah. love the motion picture. Yeah, it's like that, but like the Cliff's Notes version. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I can agree with that. I'm gonna go ahead and say watch TNG. An easy couple of Star Trek characters to imagine kissing me. And uh, Tasha Yar. Mm, I can sense what Wait, your answer no. to a future question we're going to be asked is, is going to be. Wait, let me revise that. Me and Ta- Tasha Yar's butthole is an easy okay, one. Okay, that's good. Um, a more advanced one? Mm, I don't know. Thomas Riker kissing Will Riker. <laughs> is, that mas- is that like kiss masturbation or kiss incest? I guess it would be kiss incest, because they kind of, like, treat him as his brother, Yeah, that's fucked up, man. I guess that would be something you'd have to work up to. Yeah, it's more advanced. (laughs) Uh, An easy pair of Star Trek characters to imagine kissing is me and Josh. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) A more advanced pair to work up to is uh, Josh and Nagilam. He hasn't seen any TNG. He doesn't know what I was talking about at the beginning. He doesn't know what I'm talking about now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thanks for your question, Kevin. (laughs) Our next email... Yeah! (laughs) ...is from Josh's fake internet account, Jared Hendrickson. Oh, man, that sounds totally like not something I would do to troll people. So, if you guys want, like, a generic question, how's your day going? Awful. Yeah, Josh spilled uh, wine over his entire life. Yeah, it sucked. My life sucks. <laughs> uh, I I stayed home all day on the couch, so it was fucking rad. That sounds great, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a Star Trek question, am I the only person who finds Jadzia Dax from Deep Space Nine annoying? There's just something about her that is completely and painfully uninteresting. She Worf is, deserved better. She is crazy overconfident like she she's like that chick in high school that like knew she was hot and like you were like yeah we all know you're hot but she was like no but did you know i'm this hot and it's like yeah we know <laughs> like we got it you know there's there's a level there's a great moment in a deep space nine episode where they're trapped um on a jim hadar ship 
Like yes. the Jem'Hadar ship that's turned upside down in the desert, and they're surrounded by Jem'Hadar officers. That's a great episode. And uh, they're all getting sick and fucking tired of each other. Yeah, they hate and, each other. Uh, Dax makes a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she and keeps making these like sarcastic comments. She's being and, real flippant. Yeah. And Cisco yeah. says, "I don't hear anyone else laughing." Dax. Yeah, he gets like he's like <laughs> fucking shut your trap. God damn and that's it. That's a great moment. Dax yeah. can get a little annoying sometimes, but what I'm learning rewatching Deep Space Nine, I'm in season five now. Oh man, you're far. I'm near the end of season five. Yeah. What I'm learning is that every character on the show can be annoying sometimes. Yeah, they're not well, they're not like they're not the paragon of humanity or, no, or you I know, mean, they're they're all flawed in that show, which is part of that show's genius. I feel like uh the Federation, like, the Federation Council really regretted sending Cisco out to bumfuck nowhere to get rid of him. Well, it wasn't up to them because he was the, uh, emissary. Well, if you believe all that prophet's nonsense. Hey, man, you gotta watch the show. <laughs> I don't believe it. Fuck it. <laughs> Shitty timeless aliens can suck my timeless dick. <laughs> but, uh... So, the... They sent... Uh, Cisco out there because he had PTSD because his wife got murderized by Captain Picard when he was aboard. Yeah, they're Spoilers. gonna. They're, they basically and, send him to Antarctica of space, right? Yeah. They're like, nothing's gonna happen here. They send him to the way station in Siberia. Yeah, to yeah. get rid of him. Yeah, and uh, suddenly there's a stable wormhole. It the becomes first one like, in existence. It becomes like the most important part of the entire galaxy. And they have like a C class captain out there yeah. by himself taking care of everything. Not even a captain at first. No, he's a commander. He's they just, have to make yeah. him a captain so they don't yeah. look like idiots. Yeah. They could have just sent a captain out there. What's uh Dick Jones doing? He was a captain. Dick Jones. Uh what the fuck was his name? He had a silly name, but he was an asshole. <laughs> he was like Picard's friend and when Picard went like undercover and I don't remember. Uh he went undercover against the Cardassians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took over the ship in his place oh, and he hated Riker's guts. Oh my god, yeah, that guy. They should have sent that cop, guy. Dude. That's Dick Jones. <laughs> Dick Jones. From Robocop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a fucking asshole. Yeah, for anybody who, who doesn't know me, who you don't know me, which is everyone listening to this, RoboCop <laughs> is I don't my favorite movie. Wait, who are you? Uh, I'm Mike Sadorf. <laughs> no, we want people to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold blooded. I love him, man. I it's, love him. It's savage. I miss Mike. I haven't talked to him in a fucking year. He'll be here. He'll be on. We'll get him on. I hope so. I hope we'll come on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't Dude. even know what the fucking question was. Uh, oh. Dax is annoying sometimes. Yeah, she is. But everyone on that show is yeah. is, is not great. At some point, I mean, Odo yeah. is my favorite character on that show, and every now and then I'm he just gets, like, just fucking quit being a bitch. Yeah, he get I get I get tired of Odo in that show at some point, and I, I don't know if you're there yet, so I don't want to tell you. Um, but. I don't know. There are times. Yeah, he gets he get it gets old. You're like, all right, we got it. Shut up. Yeah, I, I get your point, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, here is the later question that I feel like you've already answered. <laughs> okay. It's from Mackenzie Strain. Okay. Who says, fuck, Mary, kill, Yar, Crusher, and Troy. Oh, man, fuck, Mary, kill, uh, Yar, Crusher, and Troy. Well, if I kill Yar, 
I won't. I'll get away with it because she dies. Anyway. She's already <laughs> dead, so she dies several times. Yeah. Oh man. Fuck. Uh, Yar. Kill Troy, marry Crusher. Holy redhead. shit, you stole my answer. She's a redhead, man. You gotta marry her. The funny thing is, the show pushes Troy really hard as, like, the hot one. Yeah, but, like, she's the most annoying one. <laughs> yeah, she's she's attractive and everything, but yeah. I don't know. Crusher does it for me somehow. Yeah, Crusher is, like, she's, like, milfy. Yeah, she is. And, uh... uh if, as long yeah. as her son is, like, far, far away with the Traveler... Can I fuck, marry, kill her son, but just kill him three times? <laughs> For those who don't know, Josh fucking hates Will Wheaton. He fucking... He blocked me on Twitter. It's probably for the best. Yeah, he's terrible. I can't stand him either. I'm not gonna lie. He's pretty much the worst thing that's ever happened to he, uh, he's geekdom, a, or whatever you want to call it, yeah, nerddom, whatever. whatever you want to say, whatever you fucking want to label like we yourself. Need to br- we need to bring the swirly back. Did we need to, dude, that's the problem with America. There's no swirlies going bring up. the fucking swirlies back. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. Fuck Yar, Mary Crusher, kill Troy. Yep, there it is. Great minds, man. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Troy and Worf just start dating for absolutely no reason? Yeah, they were like, we gotta give Worf some, like, love, literally. Yeah, and it was awkward as shit. Yeah. She's and into that, that Klingon shit, man. What is? It's, like, weird that he ends up with also his polar opposite with Dax. Yeah, yeah Worf's, Worf's, like, a hopeless romantic, right? Like, he... He, like, really wants to date, like... He's torn, because he, he's, like, a Klingon, and he loves Klingons. And so, like, he... Sh- and his, his half-Klingon wife got right. murderized. And his half-Klingon wife is fucking awesome. Like, Yeah, she is awesome. She's I, hot as fuck. She's great, yeah. She's and, hot as fuck, and also she is the hottest actress in the whole series because she played Salar, the Vulcan doctor, that oh, I showed you last night. That's your favorite... Dude, she is very hot. Solar is like her. She's great. I will uh, fuck Mary kill with Solar in two slots and I'll kill Troy again. <laughs> kill Troy twice. But. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a fuck Mary kill with Solar, just her? <laughs> have to kill her at the end? I guess the writers already did that for me. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that actress was 100% sure she was going to be like a continuing role. Yeah. Like they, they made it sound like she was going to be a continuing they role. They should have made her that. She's great. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a fucking Vulcan yeah, they, on they Next Generation. Data, they had Data. They were like, we don't need a Vulcan. We got Data. That's fucked up. We got, like, the, super Vulcan. The weird thing about Vulcans is that they're, like, the most popular alien race. The most well-known alien race in they're Star the elves. Trek. They're the elves. Everyone loves elves. They're everybody elves. knows... Yeah, everybody loves elves. There aren't giant internet communities about hating elves or anything. Well, there but, aren't... There aren't uh, uh, people who take their clothes off on the internet and wear elf ears or anything. <laughs> no. That's not where most of my paycheck goes or anything. <laughs> but uh, the Vulcans are super well known and they're really only in the original series in Enterprise. Yeah. And you get Tuvok in Voyager and that's it. Yeah, and he's sort of like this, the poor man's Vulcan. Like, he's not... He's all right. He's pretty good. I feel good. sorry for T- Tuvok's actor because he's like the biggest Star Trek fanboy that ever lived. He's like he had in to be in Voyager. He's in everything, dude. He's big in like the MMO. Like he does voices. Yeah. Like they all do. Like they love it. 
Like, like he does he doesn't just do voices for the MMO. He appears in fans fan movies. Yeah. For yeah, man. far reduced prices so that he can play Tuvok again. He's like, You wanna be you want me to be Tuvok? Alright, just like give me like some soda. <laughs> yeah. He's like, You got pizza and soda? I'll show up. He's like, Are we are you gonna pay for my dinner? Cause we're going to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lobster Fest, bitch. We're going. <laughs> I feel sorry for him though because he was so excited and he he got to be in Voyager. Yeah, that's that's the one you don't want to be in. No. <laughs> Voyager is like I understand the concept of it because like the original series is like we're out in space and we're meeting all this crazy shit. We're seeing yeah. Romulans for it's the first idea, time. It's a great idea, but it doesn't it doesn't like, We're out we're seeing all this new shit and all the other series is like, "Hey, remember this shit?" Yeah. And Voyager's like, no, we're going to go out and meet new shit. But they didn't put any effort into the new shit. No. It's all it's, just the same aliens with different names and it's, slightly it's, different foreheads. It's lazy. It's not It's not done well. They, no. didn't, they didn't think about it too good. No. I guess we'll get to Voyager eventually. Uh, yeah, we might get it on this one. We're running, like, way late. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in, listening to us. Stay and tuned I, for the next one, which is Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. A 45-minute episode stretched into two hours. Yep. <laughs> uh, we actually have email and Twitter this time. Yeah! Our, twi- our Twitter is mclassemail at gmail.com. Sweet. And our Twitter is at mclasspodcast. Those are easy. Subscribe. And- yeah, Tweet at you, us. You can still follow each of us on Twitter if you want. I'm at underscore Jeff Pennington. And I'm at Josh Henderson 1983. You lied to them. What? At You're- Henderson 1983. Sorry. <laughs> Straight lying to our audience. My, my email is that. My email is that. I guess now you know how to email him. Well, whatever. I don't check it anyway. <laughs> send emails to fucking both of us. I know you guys don't like me. Just send them. Send them. Send them to the show. Ask us more questions. They were Josh fun. hears them eventually. Come on. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time for Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Thank you. Bye. Bye.